You're listening to the Joy Habit Podcast, Episode 7. Hey, this podcast is all about real ideas on how your nutrition, exercise, stress management, and self-love are all foundations to your mental health and happiness. I'm Allie, a certified nutrition coach, and I'll be chatting each week with my good friend, Lindy, a licensed clinical social worker. Together, we've helped many clients reach their health goals and find emotional stability. It's possible to not only feel happy, but joyful inside and out. Here, we will discuss how to make joy a habit. So let's get started. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Joy Habit Podcast. I'm Allie, and today I get to introduce you to one of my very favorite humans in the whole wide world, my sister-in-law, Mandy. We are married to brothers. We're married to the Golan boys, and I was so excited when Tim found Mandy and brought her into the family because she has made my life so much sweeter and so much more fun, and we have spent a lot of time together talking about nutrition and fitness, so I want her to tell you a little bit about her experience the last few years. So Mandy, say hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you spend your time doing these days, and maybe a little bit of your history of weight loss and fitness. Hi. Um, I fully agree. Married to the Golan Boys is a great thing, and I'm lucky to have Allie in my life. Um, okay, so growing up, I was always involved in dance and sports. Every season, we had a different sport, such as basketball, soccer, and softball, and uh, we were in dance all year round, and I did this with my sister, and I loved the combination of the both. We learned a lot of new things um, being involved in all of those different sports. I also cheered in high school for three years and in college at the University of Utah for three years. So needless to say, I've always had a very active lifestyle. Um, uh, I met my husband in 2008, and we got married really fast. Uh, I guess when you know, you know. And we now have four beautiful kids together who are rambunctious and crazy and keep us on our toes at all times. Um, We have, after I, with those kids, I've gained about... I don't know, 25 to 35 pounds each uh, pregnancy and have tried all sorts of different ways to get that weight off and get back to my, to my normal weight range, not necessarily weight, but athletic, active lifestyle. Um, I love working out and find it super enjoyable. I have loved doing weight training at Bossa Fitness, and I've, after my uh, second child, and when I was in the pregnancy of my third, or my third pregnancy, we started a CrossFit gym. Well, my husband's company started a CrossFit gym, and I joined it, and it was, it was very addicting. I love it. So, uh, I am a stay-at-home mom, uh, wrangling all the kids, as well as the laundry, and all of the household chores. And uh, I also clean my parents' Airbnb. They rent out their basement. And I do that for a little extra money to and to help pay for the girls' gymnastics <laughs> and their piano. Um, I also help my husband with his new business called uh, Clean Freak. It's a body. Our first product that we have is body wipes. And 
it's for all those sweaty moments when you don't have a shower and I help him with the social media, with all of the marketing, with their website and anything design. So yeah, that's me. It's a little bit about me. I love it. So you can tell that she is a fitness person because she and her husband, Tim, have started this new company and you should go check it out. It's Clean Freak and clean is spelled with a K and these, these body wipes, I I posted them on my Instagram before. So maybe some people have seen them, but they are so nice to have when you have worked out or I know people have talked about like even working out in the yard or traveling or camping and you can't take a shower. They're like larger wipes that you can use and they smell good. And it, it totally helps you be tolerable to be around. <laughs> you don't stink so bad. So you should definitely go check that out. And they're doing a fabulous job getting that going. So, okay, Mandy, tell us how you started with macro counting, like talk me through the process of how you were introduced and um, got started with counting macros. Okay. So after having my third baby uh, in 2016, I was feeling real great about myself and decided to get my health and fitness back in to, into the works. Uh, I went into Max Muscle to get a body scan so I'd heard so many great things about a body scan and knowing about the water in your body and the muscle and the fats and how, how it can just tell you what's actually going on inside your body. So I went in to get that and they offered a basic version of macro counting, which I had never heard of. So he kind of talked me through the process there um, and it worked really well. Um, so I decided after my fourth and I had talked to Allie about this a lot. She'd gotten her nutrition stuff going and she was doing macro counting. So I decided why not? So after my fourth, after I had learned so many, so much more, so many more things about macro counting, I knew it would work. And I knew that was the best way for me to go. Cool. I like that. So, so why did you, I know that you've talked about how you, your family has done different nutrition plans and diets. Why did you decide to pursue macro counting as your nutrition plan? So what are the easy aspects of macro counting and what are the difficult parts for you? Okay. So I love that you brought in my family because my mom and dad have really tried a lot of different weight loss plans. They've done the HCG, they've done keto, they've done all sorts of these things. And it's, they're those diets where it's like, okay, you drop a ton and then it's, you just balloon back up and it's kind of like a roller coaster. And when this macro counting came, it just kind of seemed logical to me there. It was like, okay, I've got a pie chart in front of me. It reminded me of math and I like solutions. So, (laughs) um, having specific percentages of each macronutrient was so it just, it just clicked for me. Uh, my mom has actually been doing macro counting through Allie's program for about a year, maybe a little bit longer than a year and still does it and has lost the most weight and kept it off. And it makes me so happy. Um, so the easy parts about macro counting, oh, I mean, there's so many easy parts. There's so many hard parts. Um, I find it very fascinating to know that these three components can help fuel your body in the correct way. And every body is different. And I know Allie's talked a lot about that. Um, but 
definitely learning what goes into your body and the benefits of it. That was the most beneficial for me. I don't know if that's like the easiest, but it was the most beneficial and made me want to do it more. Um, it definitely makes it easier. The longer you do it, it comes more naturally. Uh, the hard parts, um, the first week, uh, is definitely the hardest. Once you start tracking, um, tracking takes time until you get it into your, my fitness pal app, but it is so worth it. You also have a little bit of lower energy, at least for me, I have a lower energy for the first three to four days that I start tracking because, I personally think that it's because my body is used to pulling from those quick fats and carbs that I'm used to eating rather than the long lasting carbs and proteins and fats. So definitely a lower energy for the first little bit. Well, and I think Um, that people also get kind of grumpy. I mean, I get pretty grumpy because you're learning a new skill and it can be kind of uncomfortable. So the first few days can, you have the lower energy like you're talking about and also emotionally it's kind of um it could be overwhelming and frustrating too absolutely I agree 100 percent uh but it it does all go away it comes becomes so much easier once you have all those things put into your my fitness pal it becomes glorious you type in one thing it's like oh this is what you had the other day would you like me to pair it with all of these other things that you had with it so <laughs> it it really becomes super easy um Another one of the hard things is uh, when you go out to eat with friends or on a date night or with family, anything, um, it's kind of hard to let go of that control of not knowing exactly what is put on your plate. Um, So being kind to yourself and not obsessing over putting in the exact amount of ounces, not taking your little weight, your weigher that weighs all your food, but just so when you go out to eat, finding those things that actually work for you. Um, (laughs) I agree. I remember (laughs) we went on a date together, the two couples, and we had just started the challenge, I think. And we were sitting, of course, the boys picked like a pub where there was pizza and pasta. (laughs) And I remember looking at you across the table going, are you going to order something? (laughs) Are you going (laughs) to order something good or healthy? Because that's going to influence what I do. So it's nice to have someone that gets it (laughs) there with you so you can kind of stay strong together. Absolutely. I do remember that. And I was like, okay, I can have this quarter cup of pasta and then I'll make sure I eat meat on my plate (laughs) and all of the good vegetables. So I do remember that night. That was pretty funny. I'm like, really? We just started and you're taking all of this food. It's okay. We made it work. It's life. That that happens. Yes. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) tell me, tell the listeners, I know, but tell us about when you had your last baby she had three girls and we were all hoping for a boy to help carry on the golden name and they had their baby boy but tell me about your last baby and the emotional struggles you had with your body image afterward because I know it was harder for you with this this last baby than the others it definitely was um you know I I struggled with it after my third also and three was really hard for me and four it was a little bit easier to handle, but it definitely rocked my world again emotionally. Um, so a little bit of a background <laughs> after babies, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's blessed with when you nurse, you lose all of your weight. I hold on to every ounce. I went into Me the too. hospital. Oh, it's hard. It so hard. 
when I went into the hospital to deliver Boston, my little boy, he, or I weighed the same amount, the same weight, um, the day that I stopped nursing. So five months later, I weighed the exact same weight. I did not lose any pounds. Um, and having always had an active lifestyle, that was really pretty hard for me. And then in December, I had, I had Boston in November. And then in December, I started having these, um, pain, the pain is pain in my wrist. And I talked to my OB about it. She sent me to this specialist and we discovered that I had Dequer veins disease, which is also known as mommy thumb. Uh, apparently a lot of moms tend to get it because of the way that they hold their carrier and just their loose tendons and muscles and all sorts of the good things that happen when you have a pregnancy. So um, basically it's a swelling in your wrist. And so you can't flex your hand to like grab your seatbelt. Anyways, there's a lot of pain involved. So um, in January, I had to get wrist surgery on both of my wrists. Um, Needless to say, it wasn't in a very good mental spot. Um, I couldn't work out as much as I could typically. Um, So I wasn't getting my uh, emotional release, endorphin release that I counted on um, to give me a sense of accomplishment for the day. And that was really, really hard for me. I felt like that was probably the lowest point that I'd ever been in my life. (laughs) I was kind of, I kind of hit rock rock bottom. So uh, with self-image and body image, I remember walking past the mirror one day. I was probably two months postpartum. And you all know you got this saggy stomach and all the joys of creating a human. Um, I couldn't even look in the mirror. And it was, I'm getting emotional because it's just, it's, it's really hard to um, think about right now. Um, It's hard because I I feel like you don't, like it's you, but it's almost like you don't even recognize yourself and it's hard. It's hard. It's scary to feel like you're going to be stuck there forever. And um, I think it's, it's normal for all women to, well, except for those special unicorns that are just perfect. (laughs) But for the majority of women, I think it is such an emotional time. I think you're right. Absolutely. And you've got all the hormones that are involved with delivering a baby. And if you're nursing, even when you're not nursing, you have so many hormones that your body goes through and it's just, your mind plays this weird game with itself and it's not very nice. So I, I remember talking to Allie about this and she introduced me to this woman called named Jody Moore and she has a podcast and uh, I, Allie challenged me to just listen to the first two or three um, podcasts. And I remember her saying she had just, when she first started recording these, she was either pregnant or had just had a baby. And she said that she walked past the mirror and I totally visualized this me being in her position. She walked past the mirror and she was thinking all of these, I don't know if she said that she was thinking bad thoughts, but she's like, I couldn't think of a positive thing to say about myself. So all I said was there I am. So when I started walking past the mirror and I glanced at myself, I started saying that to myself saying, there I am. (laughs) Um, And that honestly, it's, it, it really started helping me try to think of something nice to say every day. So it's, it, 
I started training myself, my brain to be kind. Um, another thing that was really hard afterwards is you have this saggy skin, you have these ginormous nursing boobs and uh, you don't really feel sexy and you feel like a milk factory for my husband. I didn't feel like myself, like I could really be intimate with my husband. Um, thankfully my husband loves me unconditionally and sees me for me and not just for my body. He was my biggest advocate for regaining my healthy mental or for regaining my health mentally. And he knew from past pregnancy that I would gain that strength through putting in the hard work and effort it takes at the gym and in the kitchen. And he was so good at making sure I knew that I was worth putting in the effort. So that was very helpful. Um, he would tell me that, that I just needed to be patient with myself. He's like, it, it's going to come. It'll come. Just be patient. But when you're stuck in that mental state, it's really hard to see the positive. So listening to Jody Moore and the people that I surround myself with, um, they were there to help lift me up. Um, when we started the challenge with Allie, right after I stopped nursing Boston, there was one thing that she had us do. And I don't remember if it was her or Lindy's idea, but it was about goal setting. Um, I would, and she said to write out our goal for the day and whether that be staying positive with your family, um, things you loved about yourself or who you wanted to focus on that day, just making sure that, um, keeping positive in my life. And that, that really helped me with, I don't know why that helped me with my body image, but it really did. I think that your body and your mind are so in tune with one another that they kind of correlate together. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think we just kind of get stuck in these narrow perspectives where we're just focused, hyper-focused on maybe our body size or the things that we're doing wrong. And I think by, by writing and journaling, it kind of pulls our perspective back and we can see a bigger picture of what's going on and the good things that we're doing and the good aspects we have in ourselves, and, and kind of let go of that hyper-focus on the weight or your, your pant size or the things that you're doing wrong as a mom or whatever you're, you're mm -hmm. obsessing about. So I love that Abs exercise. Absolutely. Sure. So absolutely. do you feel like counting macros and following macros helps your emotional health as well? We just kind of touched on this, but as an ongoing thing, do you think this helps your emotional health? 100%. I really do. Um, going back to, to nursing, I, when I just when I decided to stop nursing my little boy, Boston, it was really, really hard for me. I, um, I don't lose that weight. And so I, I felt like I was stuck when he was about five months old. I wasn't creating as much milk. I felt like I needed to stop for myself mentally. Um, and that was, that was really hard for me to say to myself that I was more important than my, than my baby's <laughs> not necessarily health, but I didn't feel like he needed the, the breast milk as much anymore. So, and he was being supplemented with formula. So I, uh, I, I had a few friends tell me and Allie was one of them that it wasn't selfish to, take time for myself. And that really, um, was reassuring to me that I was doing the right thing. Um, I, Allie had a challenge group like that same week that I decided to stop nursing. 
she started a challenge group and I knew from previous pregnancies that I was going to finally start losing the weight and jumped on this train of the challenge and prayed that I wouldn't drown in overwhelm because I knew how it was, how much of a change it was going to be. Um, but taking time for myself each day, prepping my healthy meals, working out, giving myself quiet time, gave me the strength that I needed to get better emotionally. Um, it, I proved to myself that I was worth taking care of and that in that in turn helped me care so much better for my family and for myself, for my everything around me. Um, I got better sleep. I got better control of my day. I learned to prioritize a little bit easier. Um, the knowledge that I have over food now um, and how certain foods fuel your body differently and for the better is, is so helpful. Um, another thing that is super important is getting enough water. There was one time that Allie told me, she's like, your body is made up of what? 70%. Is it 70% of water? I think it's, I think it's like 60, 60%. 60. Yeah. So it's made up of so much water. And if you're not putting that water back in, there's, I mean, your body needs that water. So in this challenge, she, she challenged us to do a hundred ounces a day. And honestly, I really think that my brain work better. I feel like it gave me more gusto throughout the day. Um, I wasn't as irritable. And then, um, also, uh, my willpower was so much stronger. I wasn't eating what I love treats. Treats are my thing and I can't cut them out completely. So instead of eating, but when I'm macro counting, I feel like I have better control over my cravings. So I don't just eat, or I am able to eat one cookie rather than seven of them that are placed in front of me. (laughs) And I feel fully satisfied with that one cookie. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you brought up the water because a lot of times when I, when I um, get off track and I, and I want to get back to counting macros that's the first thing that I focus on because it's hard to change all your habits at once but if we can just start with one thing water is easy (laughs) we we all have access to clean water we're blessed with that and um, that's something that will help you feel better in all aspects of your life and especially in your mental state so did counting macros change your physical performance as well I know you like to be active yes actually it did so after my wrist surgery and everything I started working out. When I started counting macros, I got so much stronger in the gym. I feel like the protein is helping my, uh, rebuild my muscles, the fats. I'm not eating the, as much bad of the quote unquote bad fats. Um, and my body is learning to pull from the areas. I don't, I'm not even making sense, but it, it really, really helps. Putting in the healthier carbs, such as veggies, totally gave me more energy throughout the day. Um, and I gained so much strength from counting the macros. I feel like it just gives you that that balance that you need to perform better in a lot of different areas in your life. I like that. Okay, so how, do you feel like the nutritional habits that you have created through counting macros have spilled over into other areas of your life, like goal setting or positive thinking? Absolutely. I really do. Um, I feel like when I take time for myself, 
in the nutrition aspect, a lot of things just fall into place. As I have oatmeal in the morning, I have my snack at 1030. I'm able to get a lot of accomplished in my morning. And then when my son goes down for nap, I'm able to get a good lunch and get a good snack. I feel like it, it really does help my positive energy in all aspects. Love it. So tell us what your current health goals are today and going into the future. Do you think you'll always follow a macro lifestyle even when you're not trying to lose weight? Yes, absolutely. Um, I currently am not tracking macros, um, but I am trying to be mindful, trying to be mindful of what I'm putting in my body and am I fueling it with the right amount of proteins? My main thing is do I get enough protein throughout the day? Um, to rebuild my muscles and to give me the strength that I need to finish my, my day. Um, I am a little bit in maintenance mode. Yeah. I'd like to shed a few more pounds and tighten up areas, but we all have our places that we want to, to focus on. Um, but I'm not stressing about it. I'm just trying to be mindful with what I'm doing. And every now and then I'll track for two days to try to get back on track. I feel like the longer you go without tracking, you kind of fall off the bandwagon. It's easier to indulge in those treats that you want. (laughs) Um, But when I, uh, when I hone in my eating and make sure I'm getting the right amount of macronutrients uh, for my body, it, it really does help me stay on track. I like that. I agree. So tell us, I know you have your three little girls. Um, how has your knowledge of nutrition changed the way you plan meals for yourself and for your family? And are your kids picking up on some of your nutrition habits by watching you? Absolutely. Um, my, my kids love the, the health that like the, the fats that, that I love too. I'm, I love all my bacon and all the good stuff. But we are eating more vegetables as a family. My kids say they love broccoli, um, which really makes me smile <laughs> because I did not love broccoli for the longest time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, they come home. They want their protein shake and we do it mindfully. We don't give, her, give them a ton, but they want their, <laughs> they want their shake. They want their, their good. Yes, it totally does. They want their good snacks. Um, they know that it's going to fuel their body better and they're not going to feel a crash. I feel like when we pack them with sugar, they are so cranky. And so that has really been helpful if they get a good nutritious meal and they have a small snack after or, and they're, they're not just being pounded with this sugar and unhealthy food. It really does help them in their mind and in their performance at school and with their sleep habits as well. I totally agree. I know that, you know, those mornings where we are so rushed to get out the Mm -hmm. door and my kids just have like a piece of toast or really high sugar cereal, which happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know that they're probably going to come home from school tired and grumpy and kind of have a more emotional day because they had that sugar spike in the morning and then crashed during the day. So I, I, but I, I wouldn't have picked up on that unless I noticed it in myself first. Oh, so absolutely. I appreciate having that knowledge. 
So Perfect. do you have any words of encouragement or advice for listeners that are in similar situations that you were in just having a baby or even still carrying extra weight from their childbearing days? What would you tell them? Oh, I would tell you to love yourself. I know that, that sometimes you can get down on yourself. Um, but you also have to know, I'm, and for me, looking at myself a year ago to today, there's been so much growth. Um, but I wouldn't have been where I am today if it wasn't for that girl back there I've had a year ago. Um, you have so much strength in you. You just need to dig deep and find it. Take five minutes for yourself each day and then slowly grow on that. Give yourself the time that you deserve so that you can give the time that everybody else deserves from you. Um, I, I really believe that, that we women are so strong and have the capability to do so much. You just need to give yourself the opportunity. I love that, Mandy. That's beautiful. So <clears throat> tell us, because I know none of us are perfect, and there's probably times where you feel like you've failed. So tell us um, what your food temptations that are too hard to resist are and how you deal with that or incorporate them into your diet. <laughs> okay, so... Uh... I am a big soda person. I know you're not, but <laughs> I am a huge flavor person and drinks that are flavored are my favorite. I'm a Mountain Dew girl. I'm a Coke Zero girl. <laughs> so I, yes, there are definitely times that where I feel like I've failed. Uh, if I've had too much soda or I've had all of this sugar and carbs and like ice cream and I, especially when I was trying to lose more weight, I felt like I failed more, but I try to, again, be kind to myself and just say tomorrow's another day. I can try again tomorrow. Um, I, I don't know the quote and I'll probably butcher it, but it's about Thomas Edison and how somebody asked him, he's like, they're, they're, and they said something like, uh, how does it feel to know you failed this many times? And he's like, well, I just, I didn't fail. I just found this many ways to not make a light bulb, but I did finally eventually find one. So give yourself a break. And I, that's what I tried to do was give myself a break and tell myself that tomorrow is another day. Um, soda is definitely my food temptation and cookies or brownies, all the sugary sweets. I love those ice cream. Those are my favorite. So the ways that I try to incorporate it into my, uh, diet is, um, I just, if, if I feel it, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our bodies are very smart. I feel like they know when you need something and I try not to have a soda all the time, but if I am feeling like I need a little flavor goodness. I'm, I'm going to have one. I know the consequences of it. I know that I'm probably going to have a crash afterwards because it gives me that caffeine boost. And then I have a definite crash. So I save it for the times that I absolutely need it. 
um, with my cookies. Like I talked about earlier, I love cookies. I love indulging in them. I love making them for my kids. Um, and I'm having my balanced meals and I, I feel like I can make cookies and just have that one and not go in a closet and eat the rest of them. <laughs> so <laughs> making sure, making sure I don't deprive myself of it because then I know I will go and I'll hide in the closet and I'll eat off them. So incorporating them into my diet weekly, monthly, just have allowing yourself to relax a little bit and have that every once in a while. I love that. I think with you, you're saying that you are choosing that intentionally. Like I love Correct. how you said, you know, what's in it, you know, what's in the soda, but I've, I've, I've say sometimes to Steve, my husband, that, um, sometimes I wish I could unknow everything I've learned about nutrition and macro counting because it's just fun to like go indulge and not understand what was in the food and, and the damage that sugar can do to your body. But you do have that knowledge. And if you intentionally choose to eat a treat, then you know that, that what you're doing and you know that it's going to be okay and that you can move on and you can intentionally make those choices. So I think it's very empowering to be able to take control of what you're putting in your mouth and not feel like you are a victim to your cravings, but you can control what you're doing. So I appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we end? Oh my goodness. Um, I just want to reiterate too, that you are worth it. You're worth it to do whatever you can put your mind to. If that's your fitness goal, if that's your physical or your uh, emotional, getting your emotional health in check, just be patient with yourself try to be strong and it's okay to ask for help. Um, there are professionals for a reason. And I feel like there are so many people that have helped me in my life and I'm so grateful to them for that. You included, um, I don't know what I would do without you. I just love you. (laughs) I feel the same way. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Mandy. I really think that people will, um, your story will resonate with them. And I hope this will give listeners an idea of a journey that is similar to theirs and that it's possible to find joy throughout the process and not just when you reach your goals. So thank you for sharing your story and we will talk soon. I love you. All righty. Love you too. Thanks, Allie. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey guys, like what you're hearing or want to learn more or maybe get some coaching tips? Visit me, Allie, at my website, foodrebelcoaching.com or Lindy at hers, mymindmystrength.com. We'd love to hear from you.